Welcome to the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health, and our mission is simple, to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Your host is writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, and this season of Overcoming Monday is brought to you by Mission Grill. It is literally my favorite new restaurant in Anderson, South Carolina on Highway 81. It is incredible. Think Mexican street tacos, fresh, organic, and delicious. I go there at least three times a week. This season is also brought to you by The Clever People. For all of your real estate needs in the upstate of South Carolina, if you're looking for a new home, if you want to buy some property, if you need a place to rent, or if you just want to look at all the available properties and dream about what it would be to live in Anderson, The Clever People. They are your people for your real estate needs. Okay, let's get started on this podcast with your host and my wife, Shari King. So Overcoming Monday, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Michael. He is a singer and songwriter. What's you up? Can say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we were kind of passing acquaintances, I think, at New Spring. New Spring is such a big church. Um, it's the church that we go to. And... I said hi to you a few times, but didn't really know you um, very well, and I still don't, but a little bit more, um, until we went to eat lunch with uh, my husband, and you and I all went to Outback. Um, so that was fun. We sat around, and I learned that you have a musical family, and that you have just a passion for music and songwriting and all of these things. So I wanted to have you on this podcast where I'm doing this season called Top 3 because I wanted to get people in just different areas of life and stages of life and um, like with different talents to just speak into my audience, just different people who have different interests. And I feel like singer and songwriter is just a really neat place um, to be. And I respect you a lot for what you do. So if you'll just take a minute, I think, to tell my audience a little bit about who you are and how you came into singing and songwriting and what you're doing right now. Okay. Um, well, I am Michael Darian Perdue. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I was born and raised. Um, and I came to South Carolina um, in the spring of 2016 for college originally. Um, and I was actually preparing to leave South Carolina, and the Lord connected me with um, New Spring Church. And so that was, that was really cool. Um, but before I, got, I came to South Carolina, I was doing a lot of music back home in Atlanta. Um, I graduated high school, and I was kind of playing around in different places. I was working at a studio in Atlanta, and I was a part of a writing team where we would pretty much write music for other artists and for other labels and stuff like that. Um, and produce music for different people. Um, and that's what I was doing back back home in Atlanta. Um, when I came to South Carolina, um, I connected with New Spring Church, and that's where I started leaning more into um, everything, more leaning more so into everything, worship, um, and all those things. And so I got really involved in worship at New Spring Church, and now um, I'm currently the worship leader at the Clemson campus at New Spring Church. And I, I mean, I'm still writing music, um, whether it's for um, things I'm doing on my own 
um, or whether it's things we're doing for the church um, or if, you know, different people hire me to do different things. Yeah. Awesome. I know I didn't know that you'd actually become the worship pastor at New Spring Church. So that's really awesome. I know you were doing an internship for a while and then a part-time position, right? Yep. I was doing an internship, then part-time, then as of a month ago (laughs) was when the decision was made. And now I'll be here. Yeah. Are you excited or intimidated or a little of both? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of all of it. I'm excited, a um, little bit nervous. Um, I think mostly probably nervous about the uh, more so the administrative stuff just because of, you know, creatives, then, you know, administrative stuff we can struggle with sometimes. So that's probably, yeah. I mean, just learning new rhythms as far as administrative things are concerned is probably my biggest, biggest fear. Yeah. I don't love administration either. I like feeling like things are in order so that I don't forget stuff, but I don't enjoy actually being organized. Like I don't, well, I enjoy being organized, but I don't enjoy doing the organization. Oh yeah. I feel you. But I know it has to be done. So, you know, that's what I do. Anyway, um, well, I'm really proud of you. I'm really excited for you, and I can't wait to just watch you in this new season of your life. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, So let's get into our top three, if you're good with that. Um, I just came up with three top three questions. Now, if you feel like you want to add some stuff in there, I'm totally good with that. I just thought that these were good questions. So um, the first one that I wanted to ask you is your top song or your top artist, or maybe a little of both because they might be combined, but what is your favorite song or artist? What do you like about their style and how has that person influenced you? Yeah. So this actually, this question is kind of hard to be honest with you. So my mom, growing up, my mom didn't allow me, um, or my sister to really like have one style of music. Um, so, I mean, uh, I remember, I remember my mom burning these CDs for when we would like, uh, do like road trips or whatever. And she would have a CD that would jump from like, you know, like gospel, like Kurt Franklin to like R&B to the Dixie Chicks to like just random stuff all over the place. And so my mom's always been big on like making sure as young musicians that we were always as versatile as possible. Um, So this question is kind of always hard for me. People are like, hey, what's your favorite artist? And I'm like, "Uh, just depends on my mood, you know. (laughs) So I'll tell you who my favorite artist is right now, like today. Um, right now, for the mood I've been in, I've been listening to a lot of um, PJ Morton. This is a guy named PJ Morton. He's out of New Orleans, and his dad is actually a pastor. Um, and yeah, he does like he does like soul, like soul music. Um, okay. So his name is PJ Morton. He actually also plays piano for Maroon Five. Okay. So he's he's really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, like. I have a lot of different kinds of artists that I like too. I grew up, my mom loved the Beatles and then I would go visit my dad and he's, you know, country, um, a little bit more in that way. And then when I met Clayton, he pretty much is a rock and roll guy. Um, Bon Jovi, all of that, which I like some Bon Jovi and Aerosmith and all that. But, um, and then there's part of me that just loves that like smooth, like relaxed jazz, but I don't like it when it gets like um, 
the high pitched, like abrasive jazz. I don't yeah, know how to yeah. explain it. I like it when it's smooth and I like it when it flows. But I think sometimes when you have the, uh, I don't know what style it would be, but when it kind of interrupts and like stops and goes and I don't know, that's too much for me. But then at the same time, I really like some classical music. It helps me study. Um, I don't know. I have like a little bit of that too. Yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. Like I think the best, I think it's bet everybody is better when it comes to music, when right. you can appreciate like a little bit of everything. Like, I mean, I you would never really catch me listening to folk music. But mm-hmm. like one of the things that I respect about folk or not not folk, what is it? Um bluegrass. Uh-huh. You'll never really catch me listening to like bluegrass type stuff. But one of like the things, Alison Cross, you're not Yeah, like- you'll just never catch <laughs> that's just not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that I find in bluegrass that I really, really respect is like banjo players. Banjo players are some yeah. of the most talented, you know, people on the planet in my personal opinion. So like I think it's best when everybody can find and respect something in every sound, you know? Yeah. So. Did you know that Clayton's um, grandfather used to play for Lester Flats and Earl Scruggs? He played um, fiddle. Okay. Yeah. Fiddle. Yeah, yeah. So he loved it. Um, he was kind of a little bit of a ladies' man. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny toward. Uh, he's he's gone now. So, but he always. Um, wanted to go to a church that appreciated the fact that he could play really well and would let him play. And <laughs> if they wouldn't let his, him play, he would kind of like move to a different <laughs> church. It was really, really cute. But um, yeah, so he's really good with that. Have you ever heard of a um, gangsta grass? It's like a combination of rap and bluegrass. No. <laughs> now, I like it. Clayton pretty much, I have a few songs that I put into my mix. And when it comes on, Clayton's like, <laughs> but it does sound strange, but actually some of the songs that I have, I just really like, I'll share it with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Send it to me. And then we'll see if you even like it. Maybe I'm just out there, but I really like it. So um, moving on with all the different influences, uh, what is the top song you've written? So what is your top song that you've written and why? Um, and how did you find inspiration to write that, that song? So tell a little bit of a story behind it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if you know, but I write um, Christian music and I also write like, I don't write bad music, but I write like stories and like, um, you know, love stories, fun, just life stories. I like to call my, uh, my music life music. Um, just because like experience and stuff, I just write about it. Um, so my top song right now would be, uh, the last song I released actually. (laughs) Um, and it's called Adore. Um, and the inspiration behind it was actually, so I am. (laughs) I think I know what you're about to say. Oh yeah. So in the next, um few months I'm actually about to be engaged um, which is awesome it's incredible Um, the young lady her name well we call her TT and she is yeah she is a boss of a woman Um, and so me and her we met through a mutual friend and um, my friend was like trying to hook us up and I was just like hey like give me a good reason why I should 
why you say I should date this girl. So my friend gave me some incredible reasons. So I was just like, you know, I'll reach out to her and we'll hang out. Let's let's see where this goes. And so um, <laughs> about two weeks into talking, I knew I was like, hey, I want to date this girl, you know, like and she told me and she said, hey, I can't date you pretty much for another two months. Um, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> Cause was she out of the country? I can't, cause she works for I, YWAM, right? Yeah. So she was in YWAM. She was in the mission, uh, mission field. And so their rule was you can't date while you're in this program. Now when COVID and everything happened, she, they had to come back, but she said that, Hey, like I felt like even though we're back and we're not in, um, in the mission field right now, I felt like this time was something that the Lord like designated for me to not date. Um, and I was just like, okay, cool. I respect that. Like I'm for you. Um, but in my, in my heart, I was like, man, I'm like, let's get this ball rolling, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I, I wrote this song, Adore, um, just from really all the emotion I was dealing with, like, while we were having to wait while I was waiting and then also like trying to remain a good friend, trying not to be pushy and trying not to do, you know what I'm saying? Trying to not do all that, but also trying to honor and love well and adore this, this woman that the Lord has brought to me. Um, And so uh, one of the lines in the song, it says, it says, uh, you taught me, it's real simple. It's like, you taught me how to practice patience. I'm waiting. And so like, um, Really, the song was just came out of love, I guess. <laughs> Aww, man, I mean, hearts, heart eyes all over you. <laughs> heart eye emoji right now. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so when Clayton and I first started dating, we were long distance dating. And um, I worked camp, but then I had to go back to where I was living and finish out a job there. And... I was so sick of driving down to see him all the time, you know, Um, because I had weekends off, but he would be in and out of town. So it was just easier for me to drive. And I wanted to move down so bad, but it was just a big decision. He didn't want me to move down if we weren't sure, you know. So waiting for me during that time was so frustrating. We were dating, but I just felt like we couldn't ever see each other. It was just phone dating. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, well, we're long so. distance right now, so it's pretty it's pretty tough. But yeah. um, but I mean we've 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 found some you know fun things to do. Like we uh, two weeks ago, we actually zoomed. No, we got on Google Hangout and we like watched a movie together and like just you know, did a little virtual movie date or whatever. So, like, we found a little cool stuff to do. And then she's also, I mean, she's an hour and a half away, so it's, like, it's not that bad. So I just put a lot of miles on my car, or she'll put a lot of miles on her car or whatever. She's in Atlanta, right? Yeah, she's right? in Atlanta. Okay. So we just kind of, it's, I mean, honestly, with the with the pandemic and everything happening in life kind of, like, slowing down, mm-hmm. um, it's probably been helpful because, <laughs> like, she's not having a bunch of responsibilities. I'm having some responsibilities. But, like, for a while, we weren't even working in the office. Um, and so it was like yeah. I could do my work from anywhere, you know. And yeah. so I was able to go down and, you know, hang out with her and her friends. And she was able to come up and hang out with me and my friends or whatever. It was just like, you know. So, honestly, the pandemic was probably helpful for us. That's cool. 
Hey, Overcoming Monday listeners, we're taking a short break to announce an opportunity for connection and coaching with Shari King. This fall, Clayton King Ministries is launching an all-access coaching network event called Leading by Loving Jesus More. The Kings co-founded Clayton King Ministries 25 years ago, and in this time, Shari noticed a lack of leadership training for women. But ladies, you know that no matter what stage of life you're in, you lead in all sorts of capacities, in your workspace, your home, your church, and your friend groups. We do a lot, and we're expected to juggle a lot too. Shari has experienced both the joys and challenges of leadership personally and professionally, so she is passionate about providing women with the tools to lead well, both emotionally and spiritually. So ladies, this is your moment to grab a friend who is also craving leadership training and sign up today. And men, don't tune us out. We know you know women who would jump at this opportunity, so let me tell you how to sign up and discover more about this exclusive opportunity. This all-access training includes one session per week for seven weeks before October 8th. We don't want you to miss out, so register today by visiting ckmresources.com forward slash coaching. Let me repeat that again to you. ckmresources.com forward slash coaching. And as an extra special bonus, Overcoming Monday listeners will receive 10% off this event by entering the code MONDAY. Thanks so much for your time and interest. Now let's get back to the show. So top song right now, Adore. Adore. Yeah, yeah. About, about TT, right? Oh, yeah. About TT. Yep. Awesome. So exciting. Okay. So the next question that I have for you is what is your biggest dream for your songwriting um, and what do you think it will take to accomplish that? Um, my biggest dream. So I think because I write different things, um, and when I say different things, I mean like stylistically and then topic wise as well. Like sometimes I'm writing worship stuff and sometimes I'm writing like just life music is what I like to call it. Um, my, my biggest dream concerning my music, um, would be a couple things. I have a couple dreams. When it com- <laughs> when it comes to worship, I I think I've been able to experience like when it comes to worship through music, I've been able to experience um in in some really like dark times and some really like um hard seasons and like stuff like that. I've been really able to like sit in the like midst of like just singing scripture, um, like there's a song that I wrote recently. I just titled it Psalm 91 because I'm just singing through Psalm 91, and just you put melodies to it and you know whatever. Um, but I've been able to do that and honestly feel peace in the middle of some really weird situations and honestly just be able to experience the presence of God. And so for me, when it comes to the worship side of things that I, if I have a hand on it, I want people to simply experience the presence of the Lord. Um, And that's like, I, I want people to know what it is to be able to sit in a space and feel hopeless and then feel Jesus, Yeah, you know? Um, which is basically what the Psalms are. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. There's only one, so all the Psalms start with something, well, a lot of them start with something that feels impossible or like you want to give up. And then there's a resolution at the end, like I may not be able to fix this, but God is my hope. There's only one that doesn't end on hope. Yeah. It's crazy. 
So, I mean, and that for me, and a lot of times, this is kind of crazy. So I, another thing I've done, this is probably not one of my dreams for my, for my music, but this is something I've done for me personally. So I, um, I always felt bad because I'd be like, man, why can't I like remember scripture as well as other people and da 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 da. So one of the things I've started doing is when I'm writing worship tunes, I only write from scripture now. Like some people try to pull all these like great analogies and great all da, 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 whatever, like these clever words and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to just pull straight from scripture. And it's also been able to help me <laughs> remember scripture, you know. So that's been that's been a benefit as well. But uh, my dream as far as any other thing I, I do outside of worship, honestly, I don't even want to say I do outside of worship because in my mind, <laughs> yeah. I really feel like it's all worship. I just don't. I have this line that I wrote in this song. Um, it's a song I, I wrote probably like four years ago, and it's called Presence. And I'm just repeating this line of like me saying like I'm wanting to be like in the presence of the Lord. I'm like in your presence, in your presence, in your presence, just repeat it over and over again. And at the end of the song, I make this statement because these people at my church back home would get upset with me because I would be singing worship tunes and I would also be writing love songs or I would also be writing songs about like something funny that happened and da 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 whatever. And so I wrote this line in this song and at the end I said, and if it's, and if it's another love song, you're the reason that I love the way I do, so I believe that it's in your presence. Um, and so, like, I don't even want to separate the 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 songs that aren't worship technically from the songs that are like love, but just for the sake of people getting a clear understanding of like where I am, um, the songs that aren't technically worship, quote unquote. Um, I really want people to just have a have a healthy way of looking at life. Um, because even in the love songs that I do write, um, you'll, you'll, if you listen to it, you'll hear themes of scripture in my love songs. You know, um, one of the, this was like a line that I honestly debated about putting in a song one time, like in a door specifically, but I was like, no, this describes TT very well. I just said, very simple. I was like, hey, you're about the Father, you're about the Son, you're about the Spirit. And I'm explaining one of the main reasons I love somebody. You know, like you're about these things. And so I love you, you know, um, and I want to be with you. And so um, it's not that that's I'm kind of going on a tangent now. But No, I, I love what you're saying. Like I want people to understand like my love music or my life music or whatever is not detached from my faith at all. Um, but I do feel like there's a clear distinction between like these songs are for worship. These songs are for I want people to experience life. I want people to be able to experience them and deal with emotions that maybe the church they don't approach um or they don't like or emotions or ideas or thoughts or whatever that the church may not you know they may not talk about but i want people to be able to talk about them in a very healthy way i want people to be able to love in a very healthy and biblical way i want people to be able to have fun in a very healthy and biblical way you know so that if that that that's my dream for my music you know i mean here's my take when i listen to you and when we think about music obviously 
in a corporate setting, it there's just got to be a different form of worship songs. I think that we sing together as like, yeah, yeah. it's just, and it's not that that's, I, I hear what you're saying because I think that we've separated worship music from say music, but I think all music can be worship. Yeah. It's just that maybe like it would be awkward to be singing your love song to your girl in church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that your life or your love for her isn't a reflection of the worship that you're living out with your life and in your relationship. And so I think that very often as Christians, we separate like, unfortunately, we say, well, church life is God life, and then this is my life. Yeah. And it's hard to integrate that. And so what you're saying is like, we are beings, mind, soul, body, spirit, all of that has the capacity to worship God. Um, and we use all of the areas of our life to worship him. It's just that like, obviously, I'm not going to go to church and feel closer to God if I'm singing about your girlfriend. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know what? But I may listen to that and say, ooh, wow, he really loves her well. They have a great relationship. They're worshiping God with their relationship. And if I'm not married or in a relationship, I might say to myself, God, I want a relationship like that, you know? Or if I'm married and my relationship isn't reflecting that or dating, I might say that's how it should be, you know? And so I think that you're using your music to worship God in, in all ways. It's all worship, but um, just what you write for the church yeah, is yeah, yeah. different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For in church, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a so, difference between, you know, personal and corporate worship, yeah. Right, and even conversations that you have with people like accountability conversations and relationships are very different than what you would say on stage, from stage to a big group of people versus, like, say, a small group in your home or your best friend, you know? And so I think that we don't we don't have to separate, like, secular and God, we just have to understand that there's differences in how we use who we are in our voice and our words and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I love what you're doing. I think it's good that like, um, I think it's awesome that you have both channels. I appreciate it. it. Listen, I, I got some flack for it when I first started, but you know, I got over it very quickly. I'm just like, this is what the Lord's given me, so I'm just going to keep moving with it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think we all learn and possibly, I don't know, possibly if you went back and revisited those conversations with some of those people, there might be a difference of opinion now. Maybe not, but <laughs> who knows? And if not, then, um, you know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you feel like God's called you to do. Um, so... I want to thank you for being with me today. And as we close, I wanted to see if you could just tell the listeners how they can get in contact with some of this music that you created. And maybe even, is there a way that they could see you or hear you or listen to you? Yeah. So so, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. So I want to explain this before I do this. (laughs) So my music is under Darian Scott. I just want to put that out there, and I'll explain why. So my middle name is Darian, um, but my first name is Michael. Um, I had my music up under Michael, but there were two artists named Michael, and one of them, the music was, like, creepy, 
and almost demonic in a very weird way. <laughs> and then the other one would use profanity every other word. And so I was I got tired of trying to direct people to my music and they would find these two people before they found my my music. And then one day it got really bad because I was applying for a Christian camp job for the summer. And uh-huh. the job called one of my references on my application and said, hey, we want to hire Michael, but his music is super vulgar. And I was like, wait, what? My music's not vulgar at all. Yeah. And so I ended up taking all my music down from under my first name, and you'll find it under my middle name. So okay. if you follow me on Instagram, it is official Darian Scott. And so Darian is D-A-R-I-E-N, um, Scott, S-C-O-T-T. Um, and I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm never really on there. I just look yeah. at arguments on Twitter. <laughs> um, so that's official Darian S., um, and then on any music streaming platform, just type in Darian Scott and you'll find me. Perfect. Well, I was wondering about that because I saw that your handle was different and I just thought that's so strange. So now I know why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I look forward to getting to know you better. I'm going to listen to some of your music. Well, I'm going to try to listen to all of it and, uh, and especially the Adore song. I got to hear that now. Um, and I can't wait to meet your um, your girlfriend, soon to be fiance. So, yeah. I got the I got the I got the okay for the for the hand in marriage this past week. So, oh, there you go. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited. So many things are happening in your life, and um, and I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for having me. All as right. Well. Michael, thanks for being part of Overcoming Monday. And listeners, I hope that you have found some little secrets for your big breakthrough to help you overcome this Monday. Thanks for listening to us. And we'll uh, connect with you next time. That wasn't great. (laughs) Well, whatever. There you go. Overcoming Monday. We hope you've enjoyed today's conversation with our good friend, Michael Perdue. He's a worship pastor at New Spring Church, the Clemson campus, graduate of North Greenville University. On Instagram, his handle is official Darian Scott. You can check him out on YouTube at Michael Perdue. He's also written a brand new song, and it's a bop. Trust me, it's called Adore. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, check out all the things that we do in our ministry. Just go to our website, ClaytonKingMinistries.com. We would appreciate your prayers and your financial support. It goes a long way. We hope we've given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough today on Overcoming Monday.